The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Well, we have a new coach. Welcome, Hugh Jackson, again for another season and the addition of Al Saunders. We're going to hit on that and more here on Joe 301. On today's show, we will have Welcome Hugh Jackson, Al Saunders, the dynamic duo, because that's going to call him the rest of the season, I hope. We're going to hit a little on this, Cablevision. What actually did happen during the press conference, and did anybody really understand it? Let's get this show rolling! Well, Raider Nation, the dynamic duo hits the streets in silver and black. Hugh Jackson, Al Saunders, both coaching the Raiders' offense. Al Saunders being hired as the offensive coordinator, offensive guru, along with Hugh Jackson. Well, it's not like we didn't argue about it. We didn't contest it. We didn't uh, quantify it or digest it. We all kind of knew that Hugh Jackson was going to be in the driver's seat. It just took Al his own special amount of time to let it out. And boy, did he let it out. Our coach Jackson, you know what? I welcome him to the Raider Nation as the number one leader of our team. I welcome him as someone who I expect to take us to the next level. And the fact that we got Al Saunders as an offensive coordinator gives me some freaking hope, as it should you. Now, Al Saunders has been around a long time. The guy is leather. He's been around since the Air Coriel days and studied under him before it was called Air Coriel. That gives you an idea of how long this guy's been in the league. Now, him and Hugh Jackson, which we all know, really, uh, met and really came together and the Ravens offense. And I think that's a pretty damn good offense. The fact that they're both working again together is a pretty good thing. Now, Al Saunders also worked very closely with our quarterback, Jason Campbell at Washington with the Redskins. He has a long history of good, strong offenses and a great pedigree. And it's kind of nice to see. He came in under you, Jackson. They've worked good together. And I believe this combination might be a combination for success. Now, the players like Saunders. They will respect him because he is a respected coach in the NFL. And I saw you, Jackson. I saw him in action in camp. He had great rapport with the players, both offense and defense. I think he gets it. I think he understands it now. Uh, we need to just move forward and collect our players and make this dream come true. I am kind of happy about the way this thing came out, especially 
with the Saunders situation because that was a tough call for me. I think that uh, for this Raider fan, if we had got some knucklehead in there as the offensive coordinator, it would have been very stressful to say the least. But I'm feeling positive, man. It looks good for this year in the offense. Uh, let's just see how this season or offseason progresses and see how we move forward uh, get, taking care of uh, Zach Miller and Michael Bush and Namdi Asamoah and Seymour. We need to see how this this whole CBA unfolds. And you know what? I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, too. So anyway, welcome you, Jackson, Al Saunders. It is a positive sign for the Oakland Raiders and something I think that uh, can't be understated. I would be pretty happy about this move. I'm happy about uh, the coaching switch. It kept it here. It kept the offense the same. And that is very important for any type of continuity, which we have been sorely missing for a long time. <laughs> that is for sure. So welcome, brothers. Welcome to the Raider Nation, because all eyes are on you. And that is all I have to say about that. Double vision. It's the vision you get when you're not exactly sure what you're looking at. And that's kind of how I felt about this Tom Cable whiplash beatdown <laughs> smash up uh, that Al threw out there on his introduction of Hugh Jackson for the head coaching position. I want you to meet the new head coach of the Oakland Raiders. I'm proud as hell. Hugh Jackson. Thank you, Coach. Um, thank you so much for this opportunity to address you today. Um, standing room only, almost. Glad you guys are all here. A lot of you I know. I'm sure a lot more of you I'll get to know as we move through this process. First, I want to take the time to thank my family for being here. All of you, thank you for being here. My agent, Kennard, thank you. Thank you for everything. And then to everyone in the Raider organization, I thank you for this opportunity. And, uh, Coach, I really appreciate the opportunity of you giving me this baton, and my job is to do everything I can to take this team where we know we want to go, which is to the Super Bowl. Obviously, there's a very talented and young football team here, as Coach just talked about. Uh, we have some tremendous football players on the offensive side of the ball, Darren McFadden, Jason Campbell, Darius Hayward Bay, Jacoby Ford, uh, Michael Bush, just to name a few. And then obviously with the draft picks from this past season, Jared Veldeer coming in as a rookie and playing like he played for us. The future is so bright on the offensive side of the ball. When you talk about the defensive side of the ball, obviously we start with Ronaldo McClain. 
Uh, I'm talking about a very young player who I think the sky's the limit for. But obviously the cornerstone of what we do over there is still through the Richard Seymours, the Shaughnessy's. Okay, those guys have done a great job. The Taiwan branches. This is a very young, talented team that this past season did very well in the AFC West. Obviously, we were 6-0 in the West, and we all know we got to learn how to do better outside of our division. But that challenge is what we're looking forward to. What I'm most excited about is the environment that's starting to be created here. The process is in place. We're going to create an environment here for our players to be great, and that's what we're chasing. We're chasing greatness. When I came here a year ago, my goal was to build a bullying on offense. I, there's no question in my mind that that process is underway. We were the second-ranked team in rushing and football. We did score points, obviously not enough to our liking where we want to go, but we think, again, that the players are in place for, the, for us to have an opportunity to get it done. I am so proud to stand before you today and have this opportunity to take this football team where I know we can go. Because there's no question that we're going to win this division and that we're going to get in those playoffs and we're going to challenge for the Super Bowl. That's what I'm here for. Obviously, when I came here a year ago, a lot of things were said. You know, why do you want to go work for the Raiders? One, I'm from California, and I love being back home. But two, the opportunity to work for Coach Davis. I know a lot of people quote me when I say coach because he is a coach. He was one of the greatest coaches of our time coaching a football team. And I want you guys all to know I've worked for a lot of owners in this league. I've been on four different football teams. I started with Dan Snyder. I worked for from there to Mike Brown, from there to Arthur Blank, from there to Steve Bashotti. And I'm not saying this because I'm sitting here. I'm being very honest with you. No one of those guys, and they're all excellent with what they do. But I've never had an opportunity to sit and talk football, football, the X's and O's, and what it takes to win in this league consistently on a consistent basis. And there's nothing like working for Coach Davis. I know a lot of stuff gets said about this and that. I, I'm telling you, I'm here. I'm a walking testimony of coming here in the first year and having an opportunity to make something great. We're not where we want to be, but I'm so excited about the opportunity that the men that are sitting in the back of that room, Mike Waffle, Kevin Ross, guys that I know this past year, that we did everything we could to get this organization where we wanted to be, and none of us are satisfied. We all are ready to roll up our sleeves and go to work. So I'm glad to be here. Glad to be the head coach of this football team. I plan on being here for a long time and glad to see all of you here today. And I just was blown away yet again on how Al Davis can come out and um, just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. One of the things revealed by Miss Lutz was too much for me, and that was whether I don't know if it's true, I we're going to find out. But uh, Tom was asked about it and refused to answer it. He brought her on trips on the road when the team was playing on the road. He's the head coach, and this is the guy who's talking about focus. We got a job to do. We got a game to play. We got to win. And there. Flying in friends. So that they can be with them the night before the game. All this stuff goes a long way against my wishes, against my way of living, against my life, and uh, against the rate away. And I just, uh, just wasn't going to take it anymore. And uh, so, 
our attorneys ask them to resolve all the cases against us, the Raiders, and until you do that, we're going to take money out of your check because we don't know what the final verdict will be against the Raiders in the lawsuit. And so that's why we took the 20000 and we didn't do it till about uh, uh, six checks left. And uh, look, there are a lot of things I can say, a lot of things I can't say based on legalese, but you make a judgment for yourself uh, about what you think was going on in some of these complaints and what was going on for the head coach of the Raiders. Uh, we're not losers anymore. Now, this is just my opinion. I have to say this, you know, because I know there's going to be fans that totally disagree with what I have to say, but I'm going to say it anyhow because I can. And I'm going to say this. There's no reason to just berate a coach and justify what you're doing, especially the way the Raiders are. I mean, tell me, they don't tell us shit. They don't tell us anything about anything and unless they really want to. So, you know, the fact that he comes out and really rips Cable's ass about things that don't make any sense. Now, the things I say don't make any sense are all this trouble that Cable had and Al Davis waits till the end of the season to fire him, knowing that he's had this history before, knowing that and backing him up. Uh, during these problems, and I understand there's legalese, like he says, but he did not have to go on TV and did not have to show himself, you know, with the laceration on his head. Um, you know, I got respect for Al, man. He did a lot of things, but the things that he's doing now is just plain and simple, just wrong. You don't do that to a coach, and here's why. Even if Cable deserved it, even if he deserved it, you don't want to do that for future coaching prospects, do you? I mean, is that the kind of guy you want to work for, the kind of guy that will tear out your dirty laundry and throw it all over the place? Don't tell me that coaches throughout the history have not had more dirty laundry than Cable, and it has not been spoken of because... There should be some type of respect factor here between owner and coach. There has to be some type of, you know, mutual understanding. Now, I'm almost guarantee because of the Raiders the way they are that everybody who works there signs a confidentiality agreement. I am absolutely positive that they can't say crap about the Raiders or they're going to get their ass sued off. But Al Davis can say whatever the hell he wants to say about anybody in that organization or who he fires from the organization. And, you know, I'll use that term loosely because he wasn't fired, but he was not renewed. I'll just say that. I'll tell you this, though. I didn't like it. I thought it was something we didn't need. And I think that Hugh Jackson... Uh, was so freaked out sitting there listening to all this. I mean, can you imagine? You're the next coach that, I mean, how many coaches has Al sunk with a nuclear bomb? I mean, let's go down the list. Uh, so Hugh Jackson is looking at this guy after he's introduced as the head coach, 
just berate Cable. Bad move. I think it was a horrible example of the Raiders, and it did not represent the Raiders in any positive light. And I know that he's the owner, and he doesn't give a shit. And that's okay, too. I'm just saying, as a fan, it wasn't cool, and we don't need it. It doesn't make any sense. It's not going to help anything. I would rather hear more about the drafts we're going to get and the coaching staff we're going to assemble than about the past coaches' escapades and why he wasn't liked or whatever. I will tell you this in closing, that I will guarantee to anybody listening to me that the thing that got Cable fired for sure was his comment of, we are not losers anymore. Because anybody who's anybody who knows Raider Nation or is a fan for any time knows that Al does not put up with any kind of detrimental talk about his baby, the Oakland Raiders. And when Tom Cable popped off with, we're not losers anymore, that was over, folks. The door was closed. (laughs) The lights were turned out. You're toast. What was your reaction when Tom Cable twice said, we're not losers anymore? When I went back and checked it thoroughly, Tom Cable had been in football for 20 years. Had been with a winning team three years. Out of 20. I didn't like his statement. And some of you took it and used it, but I didn't like that statement. We're not losers anymore. If that's not being a loser in in our world, I don't know what is coming 500. That was the end of Tom Cable. When he said that on that press conference, I was blown away. I was blown away. I listened to it and I went, I know the old man is definitely going to be flipped out about that. We're not losers anymore. We're not. And uh, we're 8-8. Eight and eight. That's not what we wanted. We wanted to be a playoff team. But we came here to get the eighth win, which means we went 6-0 in the division. And most importantly, um, we're done with that losing. We're, we're not losers anymore. And sure enough, at the end of this beating of Tom Cable comes, we are not losers anymore. Quote-unquote, Al Davis. Need I say anything else about that? And that is all I have to say about that. Say you have all the answers. And I should do it your way. How many times do I have to tell you? I had to add a little story here about the after party that's called after the conference news conference when Al Davis absolutely roasted Tom Cable 
as being uh, part of the Slapaho tribe and beating his old lady on the road. <laughs> and introducing Hugh Jackson and Hugh Jackson proceeding to, well, kiss Al's ass, as everyone kind of has to in that organization at this point anyway. So after the after party was interesting because there were some reporters talking about some subjects, and Al was very open and candid about what he felt. So this is what some of the reporters asked him, and this is his answers on certain subjects. And, uh, well, I'm going to paraphrase it, and then I'm going to talk about each subject, um, what I feel about what Al said. So here we go. On Gruden, Al Davis says, I don't regret trading John Gruden at all, reporter says. But Gruden won a Super Bowl, Al Davis said. What are you talking about? His deal at Tampa? How long was he there? The reporter says, seven years. What did he do, Al Davis says. Reporter says, he won a Super Bowl. Al Davis said, yeah, the first year, he beat us. He didn't win the Super Bowl. He beat us with Dungy's teams. That's what Al was saying. So this is how Al Davis thinks about the Gruden situation. And this is what he says. Now let's not forget, this is his perspective. My perspective was... Gruden wasn't happy in Oakland anymore. Al was giving him the third degree all the time. They fought constantly with Bruce Allen being a buffer between them, and it was getting tough for Gruden to coach this team. Gruden saw an out to move to Florida because his family lived there, and it was an easy, easy jump, and Al Davis knew that Gruden didn't want to renew his contract at the end of the year. So Al did what Al does, renegade, Traded him for $8 million and, I what, three draft choices? So after that, it was outlawed by the NFL, and there's the Gruden story. So if you listen to Al and you listen to how he spins something, you have to remember what happened at that time, and that's what happened at that time. We were bummed that Chucky left, but he wasn't going to renew his contract in Oakland. Anybody was that was there knew it, and that's what happened. And you can hear the difference between what happened and how Al sees it. So let's go on to the next subject that they talked about in the After Hours Party. This is what a reporter asked Al Davis about being demanding on coaches. Al says, no, that's BS. The reporter says, would you say that you're about average as far as the league goes? Al says, yes, I'm demanding of doing it right and being right. And treating players right. And I'm a great believer that you praise players. For a while there between Kiffin and the other fella, they were knocking the players. He changed this year because of me praising players. I don't believe you knock people like that around. I just never have. I like players. If I'm demanding, I'm sorry. I don't think I am. Now, this is Al Davis's opinion on how he sees himself as an owner dealing with his coaches. He doesn't think he's demanding, whereas the rest of the NFL knows that he's over-demanding. He demands great things from his coaches to change their plan, to change their team ways, to pl- change the way they play the game to fit his particular dynamic and how he wants to run his team. Al Davis is over-demanding and probably the most demanding owner in the NFL. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm saying 
that this is his view of himself when it's totally not clear to anybody else, especially me. I understand that he, he loves players. We know that he loves players. We've known that he's loved players forever. We also know that he underpays his coaches, he underpays his coaching staff, and he's not very faithful when it comes to coaches because it's been a revolving door for many years. I think it's a trust issue. But the fact that he's demanding and he doesn't pay lends me to believe that he doesn't trust his coaches. Now, here's a question that was asked of Al, and I want you to listen to his answer because it's interesting. I found it interesting the way he kind of didn't say exactly what he wanted to say, um, and that's kind of how Al is. It's kind of weird. On his frustration not getting the right coach, he was asked. Al Davis says, well, it may not have been the right one. It may not have been, well, we had. All the good players. I have to be honest. I have to check myself. I thought we could have done better several times. Take a look, take a look at North Turner. He's fighting for his life down there in San Diego. Every, everyone was excited when he was with the 49ers. Then he went down there. Then he got him to the playoffs. But now they're starting to slip a little. It's pretty tough to hang on to that demanding thing. Al goes on to say that he actually picked Sean Payton, brought him out here. Mike Lombardi was handling it, got under contract and all set to go. And when he went home to Dallas, Jerry Jones gave him a million dollars as an assistant. And he made promise to him that I couldn't do. The very next year, Sean Payton goes to New Orleans. Then they win a Super Bowl. And this year, they're supposed to ride through the playoffs and get beat by Seattle that we beat and nailed. So then you have to think about it. Gosh, maybe Al was right about Peyton. Maybe that, that was it. But think about it. If he wanted Sean Peyton that bad, he'd have paid the man. You know, he would have paid the man. And if the man wanted to work for Al bad enough, Sean Peyton would have been here. But Al, once again, in my eyes, spins something to make it look like he was just doing the right thing and things didn't work out. Well, things didn't work out because he didn't pay the money, which he never does for coaches. And he really didn't create an environment that was good uh, under that Mike Lombardi as kind of a so-called GM because he really had no power. And Mike Lombardi had a hard time in Oakland. be the first one to tell you. So you got to give kudos to Al for looking for winners and seeing winners because he picked Sean Payton as a great coach, and he is. But he wasn't good enough in Al's eyes to pay extra money to, and therein lies the rub for us because good coaches can't come here because they don't get paid, and the environment is uh, toxic to say the least. Now, again, Al was asked about not making the playoffs and how he felt about not making the playoffs this season. Al says, we had the talent to get into the playoffs, like we did in 1980. I saw Glenn Dickey sitting there. He laughed at me in his column because I was playing Cliff Blanche and Jim Plunkett. He called them, what, is, what was the word he used, the old-timers, legends? 
reclamation projects, retreads. Yeah, yeah, retread. That was one of the words they used. No one ever played that ever wanted to cover Cliff Branch. He was a tough, tough guy to cover for sure. And then New England got a lesson the other day. You know, they uh, they played the game and they thought they were going to win, but they couldn't do it because they didn't have Randy Moss. They got beaten by the Jets. So they didn't keep him, and that's what happened. And the reporter goes, well, do you regret trading Moss? Yes, I did at the time. Yeah, not now. I can't look back at that. and I can't look back so far. No, that's a mistake I made. I let it happen. The coach wanted me to make the trade. He was scared of him. All coaches are scared of Randy Moss. Now, I just wanted to point out that during this whole conversation, Al Davis never mentioned one of the players that was on the team this season that could have made the playoffs. He didn't talk about Campbell, didn't talk about anybody Miller, didn't talk about Bush, didn't talk about McFadden, didn't talk about the players that could have made it to the Super Bowl. And then he goes directly into the past about Jim Plunkett and Cliff Branch and the great history. But, you know, that that's what disturbs me is we're living in the past. Al should have these names of these great young players we have today that could have taken us to the Super Bowl. And him not telling us their names is yet another thing that bugs me about living in the past and the will to win and all that other stuff seems to be something he always compares these players with past players. I don't I don't uh I don't get why they can't stand out on their own. And uh, well that's just something that bugs me. I won't go over what he said about Cable because it's the same thing that went on during the press conference. Now, here is something interesting. Darius Hayward Bay was a subject. Al Davis was asked if DHB was still bound for greatness. He's doing good, Al said. What do you see him doing? Explosion. He can catch. He can get better, and he's a good guy. He's going to be good. That's what Al Davis said. He didn't say he was going to be great. Now, the reporter asked him about his son, Mark Davis. Now, that's someone we don't talk about much. We don't hear about very much. Al says about Mark, he's going to take on whatever role he wants because as for longevity, I don't have a cap or no cap. So I could be here for four years or a few weeks. So when I'm gone, he will take on the role. Well, there's the golden question that's been asked for many years. Who's going to take over? What's going to happen to the Oakland Raiders? Well, there you have it, folks. His son, Mark Davis, has just been announced as the next owner of the Oakland Raiders. So (laughs) there you go. Here's one last thing he had to say about this Randy Hansen fella, which I still think was a snake. He was asked, do you feel betrayed by Randy Hansen? Al Davis says, no. He's got something personal. He's a good guy, but they shouldn't have. I don't know how he got beat up. Just don't know. Can't get the story. You know, like Gitmo, trying to find out they did they did uh, waterboard those guys or not. Did they? No, really? It's hard to believe. How many guys went in? Four guys went in the room with the guy. The guy comes out with a broken jaw, and no one saw it. You know, that's what he's talking about 
is that everyone's kind of holding on to themselves and no one wants to be implicated because, you know, there's a lot of fear in that situation and everybody wanted to keep their jobs and keep their mouths shut. Go figure. It's happened to all of us. What this says to me is Al Davis still is just not afraid of the press. He will say what he wants, when he wants, and he has a direct and utterly solid opinion about things in his organization. Al hasn't changed a whole lot. He does want to win, but I don't know, really, if he's strong enough to be able to handle all these duties and responsibilities that he has in his lap. I don't understand why Mark Davis isn't in the picture. I don't understand why Al doesn't just step back and let his son run the organization with the assistance of him or perhaps a general manager. You know, these are questions that for me, if I were going to turn over my life's work to someone, I'd like to see him run it for a while. I would like to see him handle the business for a while while I could watch and be proud of my son was taken on this great thing that I've built from nothing. I don't know. Call me corny. I just think that's something that I would do, and I think that's something most people would do, including him. Al Davis is still a great guy. He's our owner. He's the guy that set up and made this great organization. Don't get me wrong. He has great history in the NFL, but when he comes on TV and slams coaches from the previous season. It makes it hard for me to see how anybody would really want to come here and play under those conditions and those situations. Now, I don't know what the situations are from now on forward, but I know this. When Al Davis gets in front of the television, everyone in the world is watching. It is a spectacle, to say the least, And that says something about the old guy right there. And that is all I have to say about that. It's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. Throw us a bone. Tell us what you think, man. Lay it down. What do you think about the coaches? What do you think about the offseason? What do you think about Al Saunders being the man in the OC position? So... What do you got, man? It's been a while since I've done a show. I've been taking a little hiatus. Uh, little things going on up in here in life. You know it happens between podcasts. Let's hear it. Who's the first caller? Our first caller, my very good friend. I love this guy. Hell Raider. Well, this is Hell Raider calling in on a Sunday morning at 11.43 Texas time. And the report comes by ESPN that uh, the contract has been voided because we didn't, or I guess I should say the uh, particulars weren't reached, the incentives or whatever you will. And here it starts. Um, the rest are going to fall and they're going to leave and... Uh, we don't have anybody to blame but our great, big, fucking, giant, dinosaur-sized, dickhead fucking owner, Al fucking Davis. You are a fucking retard. Fucking retard. I'm speechless. You just 
take a wonderful thing and fuck it up. So if we can even get half these guys. But you know what? Number two in the NFL this past season against the pass, well, you can fucking forget that next year. I'm fucking out. Of course, he's talking about the Namdi Asamoah contract uh, lapse thing, which everybody flipped out about. I didn't say it in this show because, I, quite honestly, I'm over it. And I understand the implications, but without a CBA agreement this season, we're not going to have football. But even even if we get one together, it'll be later, let's hope, because then all the free agents will have to stay. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I put my money on, because uh, anything else is disaster, and I don't want to think about that, <laughs> because I'd feel like Hell Raider. Um, but no, man, we got to calm down and just wait and see what happens. Uh, that's my advice. On this subject. Next, we have the Oracle of Illinois. This guy, I love, man. Uh, he's a great person. Him and his uh, wife are good, good people and great Raider fans. I got to say, man, my buddy, Raider Maniac. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac. I've waited a week to make this phone call thinking maybe maybe I could calm down a bit, but it just ain't going to happen. I talked about a couple weeks ago hiring some big-time head coaches, you know, or big-time coordinators, a general manager. Hugh Jackson is not what I had in mind. He's got his head so far up Al Davis's ass he could uh, taste what he had for supper last night. It's just a very disappointing situation we're in right now. In the last 15 years, we've had three head coaches that have turned this team in the positive direction. Art Shell, his first go-around, took us to the playoffs. What happened? Got fired after the playoffs were over. Next one, John Gruden, three straight AFC West Division championships, AFC championship, playoffs, one step from the Super Bowl. What happens? He gets traded. This year, Tom Cable, 6-0 and in the division, 8-8 eight and eight record. Positive changes being made. What happens? They let him go. Hugh Jackson... They want to anoint him like he's a fucking king or something. Even the, every announcer that I get of the games I watched, giving him so much credit, giving Tom Cable no credit whatsoever. Well, it's not hard to double your point total when here's what you got to deal with when Tom Cable was there his first year. A bust at quarterback, an injured running back, a wide receiver that couldn't catch a fucking cold. We replaced those three with an, a healthy Darren McFadden, a five foot nine receiver that could catch anything, Jacoby Ford, and a quarterback that could actually play the game. As far as free agency coming up, man, we're in trouble. We got 25 players that are free agents. If all 25 of those players leave, that's a hell of a turnaround for one team to have to go through. I look for the Raiders to take 
two steps backwards this year. I hate to be negative about it, but that's just the way I feel. We're going to lose a majority of those 25 players. Zach Miller, Richard Seymour, Michael Huff, Robert Gallery. If Robert Gallery loses or leaves, that's going to really hurt Jarrett Valdez's development. And then the one player that really stands out that was on table, uh, Tom Cable's side, Shane Leckler, I have no problems whatsoever with what he has said. You know, you get to a point where you just can't continue to change and change and change and expect to win. And as far as bringing free agents in, who are we going to get? What kind of players are we going to get? Are we going to get players that are devoted to winning the championship? Or are we going to get players that are just there to collect a fucking paycheck? I don't see any quality players wanting to come to the Raiders knowing that there's so much instability there and indecisiveness and all this bullshit that's going on. Hopefully I'm wrong about all this stuff, but I really don't think so. We'll see what happens. we got the draft coming up. Wonder what kind of overhyped bozo he's going to pick this time. I'm out. Well, just like I said, Hugh Jackson had his head so far up Al's rear end, he could taste the corn from the night before. And, uh, well, that's just the way it goes, man. Aren't you used to it by now? You must be because it's been happening for several years. The coach carousel continues. Um, I think Al Saunders might bring a little stability. I don't know about the free agent situation because – I still have hope the CBA agreement will allow us to keep these players here. I'm just hoping that's the case because if it's not, then I will too be flipping out of my tree. But I'm I'm looking at the positive side here, thinking that maybe with the CBA agreement, we can hold on to these players for the salaries that we paid them this year. I think we can do that if, if that's the case, if that's not the case and they're allowed to leave, well, <clears throat> I don't know what to tell you, but I'm sure you guys have all figured that out for sure. Thanks for the call, my brother. Next, we have Pheromone Raider. Raider Greg, it's Pheromone Raider. Haven't called in a while, but... Uh, I was just online and saw that Nandi's contract is voided. Um, kind of want to just get your opinion on what the hell is going on in Oakland. I mean, I was disappointed that Cable's not coming back. doesn't seem like Hughes high up on the list, or if he is, you know, Hale's going to drag it out. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to panic, but um, it's starting to look that way. I mean, I know that the um, Asamoah awesome contract has nothing to do with cable. It was incentives or um, performance based, I guess. But shit, man. I mean, we're looking at finishing the season eight and eight with so much promise to just taking like a hundred steps back, you know, before and twelve or some shit next year. And I'll tell you one thing: if we end up with a coach like a Kevin Gilbride or somebody like that, I'm gonna have to start thinking about what I'm gonna do with my Sundays next season because this is just just ridiculous. Hugh should be put in place should be in place already. Uh, you get another coach, another learning curve, another system. I just, these players, I mean, 
we don't have a first round pick. Seymour is not, if we franchise him, you know, whatever. I mean, who knows if he'll even be back. So he's essentially didn't get anything for that. Um, you know, I don't think these guys want to stick around with what's going on. You know, they they all made their case to keep table and and Al did what he wanted. So I was thinking, I mean, it's gonna be a whole new team. I feel like a lot of these cornerstones were put in place to build off of and now you know, what are the Raiders gonna look like next season? It's gonna really be interesting, I guess. But I wanted to see what you thought about it and uh I don't know, kinda kinda just disappointed everything right now just brought everybody back get ready to go i mean you saw the chiefs today we could easily i mean been in the playoffs i think we would have you know gave baltimore a run in that game we also would have been at home for it so i don't know see what happens i guess yeah well it's easy to feel that way i mean cable was the guy and we all thought that he was doing the right thing and you know whatever we think and whatever the players think obviously doesn't mean a goddamn thing because Mr. Davis will do as he does and move along regardless. So what do we have as a choice? Nothing. We have to just watch and see, and I'm hoping that we do better next season under the new regime with the same playbook and the same face with Hugh Jackson on the field you know, that's all I can do, man. That's all I can do. So let's just see what happens in free agency and the draft before we freak out. Because you know I will. Next, we have NC Raider A. And he's uh he's letting it out, man. And that's what we're about up in here. <laughs> let's hear it, brother. Raider Nation, this is NC Raider A. Give it a call. Had a couple things I wanted to cry and whine about for a minute. First off is, uh, you know, we're now a little over a week removed from uh, the firing of Tom Cable or the, I'm sorry, the non-renewing of Tom, Tom Cable's contract. Um, you know, and still no definite air in sight. Um, you know, I, I hate that loss of continuity, but, um, you know, it, that sort of coaching stability is what this team needs. You know, the players were behind him. And, damn it, we suffered long enough with all this constant bullshit change. But, uh, you know, my biggest concern at this point is, you know, it's Sunday afternoon, uh, about 6 o'clock, and earlier today, you know, the Raiders confirmed that uh, Nandi's contract is voided and he's going to be allowed to become a free agent uh, without them, without the Raiders, been able to use the franchise tag on him uh, due to some bullshit claw. You know, not only do we have, you know, Nnamdi going to be, uh, you know, maybe out of there. I mean, you've got to re-sign this guy. I don't give a fuck how much money it costs. He's the best corner in the damn league. Um, I mean, even though, what, no picks this year, but he was only target. you know, whoever he was covering was only targeted 33 times or some crazy shit like that. Um, I mean, you've got to resign this guy. And then, you know, you've also got Seymour. We give up a first-round pick for him. Uh, you know, it's just you've got to sign him. Uh, Zach Miller. I mean, how fucking important is Zach Miller for this offense? Uh, you know, Gallery. Uh, you know, I don't know if I said Michael Bush. Uh, hell, Michael Huff. Stanford Route. I mean, this, this whole team, you know, that played so well 
you know, that gave us so much hope, almost made the playoffs. I mean, eight and eight, can you fucking believe it? After all the years we've been suffering, and, you know, it's just all going to fall apart. Uh, you know, you see the coach gone, and the possibility of all these players, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, can we endure seven more years or eight more years of just shit? I mean, of the fucking heartbreak. I just don't know. I don't fucking know, you know? Uh, but on, on a better note, uh, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, um, I just want to say congratulations on your 300 show last week. Man, I, I hate I missed a, a call in. Um, I'm sort of a late arrival here, but, you know, being stuck out here on the East Coast in North Carolina, you know, it is so fucking nice to be able to listen to people who, you know, think the same way. You know, I can get news about, the, you know, about my team. Uh, you know, I bleed black and silver. You know, and, and giving the chance to, to hear about it, man, I just want to say thank you all so much. Uh, God bless the Raider Nation. And, uh, man, you know, I'm sick and tired of these fucking talking heads on ESPN. And, you know, out here we hear nothing. And, man, it's just, I just want to tell you all how much I appreciate it. Uh, man, I wish I showed up 100 fucking shows ago. Fellas, uh, so thank you all so much. And, uh, again, you know, go Raiders. Well, man, you know, I understand your frustration. We all feel the same way about continuity. We feel the same way about Namdi. Shit, Al Davis said in his news conference, 17 million could get you three players. Three what players? It can't get you one player that can absolutely shut down half the field. You think you're going to find three for a third of the cost? That's our owner. That's his mentality. That's what we have to deal with. But again, let's wait and see. It's very early in the process, folks. So let's just see how things unfold. And let's just be positive at this point. Thanks for the call, brother. And the props, for sure. We love bringing you the Raider Nation. We love bringing you the Raider News. Randy and I are just, you know, we are Raider Nation. Next, we have the Raider Guy from East Lansing, Michigan. And guess what? He's calling me out. I want you to hear why. Hey, Raider Greg. This is the Raiders guys from East Lansing. I'm calling because I got to call you out on some bullshit. Basically, all season long, you were saying fire Tom Cable, fire Hugh Jackson, fire John Marshall, fire the Three Stooges, especially you know during the after the San Francisco 49ers game. And now that they did fire Tom Cable, you're like, oh, they should have kept the guy. What were they thinking? And so, I mean, I just got to call you out on that. Second is everyone who was, like, furious last podcast about Tom Cable being fired. And my two thoughts are, you know, I'm not really pissed. I'm more like good riddance because the guy had a losing – he was a losing record. He really wasn't that great of a coach, as we know from all the games that we should have won. And also, you know, he was a distraction. Did everybody forget about, you know, Randy Hansen getting punched in the jaw, the domestic violence with his wife? Huge distraction and kind of, you know, brought, you know, bad publicity to our great organization. Yes, I understand it brings stability to the organization. Yes, I understand, you know, the team was 6-0 in the division and, you know, we need to build off the momentum of last season. But overall, you know, he sucked in good riddance, in my opinion. Also, I'm more concerned about free agency than the next coach because we got a lot of good people. Apparently, from what I read, we lost Namde Asamoah, which I'm disappointed, but would you rather have one amazing corner 
and then the rest being garbage, or would you rather have a good corner and then like another good corner, two good corners instead of one amazing one for the amount of money that he's asking? You know, I'm really disappointed. I don't want to see Michael Bush go because, you know, yeah, McFadden's good. He blew, he had a blowout season last year, but then again, you know, he always, he's injury-prone and stuff, and we need, you know, that goal line punch-it-in running back. And I hope um, this airs. I'll see you later. Bye. Well, absolutely. I wasn't saying fire cable and Hugh Jackson every time they jacked up, but I was awfully pissed. And you got to put the blame squarely where it was because those games against Miami, against San Francisco, against, well, who else did we lose to? Yes, the Cardinals. Those games were coaching fuck-ups. They weren't player fuck-ups. And that is why what made me so pissed. And, of course, I was ranting because, you know, just like you, I didn't know the rest of the season. I couldn't tell we were going to win our division. I certainly couldn't tell we were going to be on the cusp of the playoffs. But I knew one thing. Losing games like that, the easy ones, was not going to make us any closer to the playoffs. And look what happened. We didn't make it. And listen about Tom Cable, man. Hey, I told you before, I'll say it again. When you have a winning formula, and it, it may not make much sense, when you have guys together that produce winning situations, it's best to stay with that group at least for two years to see what happens. You're there. We have huge improvement this season. I don't know about good riddance cable. Listen, a horse shit about the old lady being on the road and the beat downs and the Randy Hansen thing. Hey, listen, what do you give a shit about that? Do you really care that he hit his wife? Do you really care that, you know, he had an issue with you, Jackson? As long as he was, what matters if we went to the playoffs? What would you be thinking then? Good riddance? I don't think so, man. We were very close this season. And that mixture of people, those coaches together, uh, made it happen. And together, they might have made another step forward. But hey, you never know. You have a good take. Hey, man, Cable is gone, so we will see what happens now. And, hey, what can I say? Of course, I was pissed that they weren't doing their job, and I always call it out like I see it. And uh, if they would have continued to lose, yeah, they should have their, lost their job. But we saw a lot of success this year, and that's all I'm saying, my brother. Next, we have Raider Greg from Simi Valley, a different Raider Greg. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and Raider Nation. This is Raider Greg from Simi Valley, California. So, we go 8-8, eight and eight, we sweep the division, and what does Al Davis do? As soon as the team starts to look like they're going to go somewhere, he doesn't keep the coach. Uh, I hate to say it, but with that and Namdi probably not going to be here next year and a new coach coming in, probably the offensive coordinator who had some pretty lame-ass play calling in a few of our losses this year. Doesn't look promising next year and the years to come. I hate to say it, but I think 8-8 eight and eight was as good as it's going to get for a while until Al Davis is no longer 
in charge or alive. I hate to say that, but that's just the way I feel. Is as soon as the ship gets turned in the right direction, he reaches up his freaking hand and turns the wheel into the iceberg and sinks the fucking ship for their five years. Oh, well, we'll see how it goes. Probably going to be Hugh Jackson as the next head coach. Hey, how about those Chiefs? Wow, they looked really good in the playoffs there, huh? Great representation of the AFC uh, West there. Oh, well. What are we going to do? I'm out. Bye. Well, we have a tougher schedule this next year. We everything's going to be different. I all I have to say is just let's just see. Let's see what happens in free agency. Let's see what happens um, with this new coaching staff. Let's just see. Uh, we we won't know for a little while how doomy and gloomy it is going to be, but it certainly could be uh, the way it's starting out. So let's just see though. Uh, that's all I got to say. Next, we have the Raider General. Check it out. Hey, Raider Nation. Uh, Raider General here from Grand Ledge, uh, Michigan, in the uh, winter snow. I don't know. Are we ever going to have an off season where we can just chill, look forward to, know what our personnel is, our coaching staff, and then go into a draft and... Are we ever going to have a normal fucking team without Davis fucking things up? This Osmoah thing, you know, add him to the list of all these other guys that we got assigned. We're in trouble. We are really in trouble. We have got to sign Seymour. We have to. We gave up our first round pick for the guy. And we got to sign Osmoah. I'm, You know what? I have faith. This is one thing I have faith in. I have faith that Davis is going to sign Osmoah, and I think he's going to sign Seymour. We have to sign Miller. We have to sign Bush and Gallery, and the rest of them. Yeah, I'm sorry. We can we can fill those spots. So I'm worried. I'm really worried, Raider Nation. But I guess we got to have faith, right? It's a long year before hell. The football season isn't really even over yet for the postseason. So, anyways. Have faith, everybody. I know I uh, mine is shaky. It's there. Just name Hugh Jackson as the coach right now and stop this dog and pony show. I got someone at the door. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Name him coach and let's just fucking go with the guy and have him get his people and let's try to at least have a semi-sane off season where we can just get our shit together and get moving. But it won't happen. We all know that. Well, screw it. I got to go, guys. Later. Bye. Yeah, well, there's a lot to go on. Uh, yeah, we should sign Namdi, but he doesn't sound like he's going to do it. You know, he said he could get three players for Namdi's salary, and Seymour's not going to be cheap. Bush is not going to be cheap. Uh, you know, that's a tough, tough deal we got coming up, partner, and we will see. But I will tell you one thing. You better answer the damn door, partner. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Next, we have Raider Sambo from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Man, don't be so down in the dumps. Check him out. Hello, this is Raider Sambo 
from Stillwater, Oklahoma. And I'm kind of down with the dumps. Raiders fire Coach Tom Cable. Sad. I like him. You know, with our best season since 2002. 8-8. Eight eight. Sweats a division. I don't really understand it. I mean, I could kind of see both sides. I heard that, you know, a reason why he got fired is they feel like Hugh Jackson uh, contributed more to the success of the 2010 Raiders. And, you know, that could be it, you know. That, that, in a way, that is true. But another reason why I'm also down with dumps is we might lose off more. And that's pretty much our secondary, yeah. And Oswald might not want to come back if Tom Cable's not here. Yeah, that's a possibility. That's really sad. Plus, you know, the Raiders have to sign Richard Seymour, Michael Huff, Robert Gallery. I mean, there's uh, Michael Bush. You know, there's a lot of Raiders that could be hitting free agency and could be very unhappy, you know, with the move that Al Davis made. And, I, you know, I'm I'm hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. It's hard to be optimistic. I'm hoping we get a lot of our guys back. Definitely got to get Richard Seymour and Oswald back. You know, those are two key defensive players. Hope we can definitely keep them. And, you know, we don't have a first-round pick. And this team still needs kind of a quarterback. Um, I think they should go and get a disgruntled wide receiver like Steve Smith from the Carolina Panthers. This guy's been on a team that has been dog shit the last forever since their Super Bowl appearance. They've been terrible. So I think, you know, we could get use our second-round pick, trade him, get him. You know, keep Jason Campbell, uh... Maybe we can get, like, Kevin Cole or somebody. That'd be nice. That kid wants to play. Um, I don't know. Just tell me what you guys think. Um, love the podcast, guys. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Keep it up. Love listening to this. Week after week. You know, I'll keep calling, even if I don't get on the show. I just love to hear what you, what you guys have to say, and the whole Raider Nation. And, um... That's it. I'm out. Bye. Well, I can see how it can be. And I'm telling you, I'm not getting a real positive vibe from Oakland. But, man, things can change. I'm hoping they do. Just take it easy. The Al Sanders hiring is a real good thing in my book. And I think that's a step in the right direction. And so uh, let's just look forward to a great offseason. Stay tuned, man, because things are changing. Next is my good brother, Raider Jaime, from Bakersfield. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is Raider Jaime calling out of Bakersfield. Um, breaking news today, fucking Fox got hired by Denver. Uh, isn't that nice? Wow, we're really in for it. This LD was just another way of fucking things up, man. Anyways, I'm out. Man, don't be too bummed. I know it's easy to get bummed. John Fox, good coach, man. Solid coach. And you're right, man. Denver's going to come back next year with a freaking vengeance.
So, uh, yeah, that, that pushover was last year. Next year's going to be a lot tougher. You're right, man. But uh, we'll just let let us see what the Raiders do uh, here here on, and uh, then we'll make our judgments before training camp because lots going to change, my brother. Next, we have the Double X Raider up in the house. Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, the Double X Raider. What's going on, fellas? Hey, I finally got a chance to call in. I know a little, little time late. But I want to throw my two cents in on the on the uh, coaching switch and see what you guys think, man, on the next uh, podcast. But uh, you know, I think I think you know we're all a little uproar over the cable dismissal, however, or not resigning. However, we go back in time, say three, four, five weeks ago. I think we were all on the same page as far as the coaching and how it sucked and they needed some changes, et cetera. Now, I look at this as uh, a good move. However, bad timing. I think uh, Cable did have the team going in the right direction for the most part. However, uh, I think I should have given him one more year. I think that would have been the, the right move, even though Cable's not a – let's just say he's not a stellar coach. And if we think back when Cable was hired, uh, how many teams were out there trying to get his services? Let's see. I'll give everybody a moment to think about it. Yeah, none. Okay, uh, Cable's been released for a week and a half, and there's quite a few coaching vacancies available. And let's see, how many teams are looking at him right now to be a head coach or to be an offensive line coach? I'll give you guys a moment to think about it. None. Okay. (laughs) So that should tell you what the league, at least what the league thinks of him as far as being a, a quality coach. And I do think his offensive line coaching is okay. I don't think it's stellar. And the reason I say that is because one of our biggest deficiencies all year was the offensive line. He is the head coach. He is, he is, you know, supposedly one of the gurus of offensive line coaching, yet they underperformed or they made errors, consistently made the same uh, errors. So that tells me that there's something something kind of missing there. So I'm, I'm not in, in, in a total disagreement of the, of, the, of, the, of the not renewing his contract. I do think we had a little momentum, and I think you kind of ride that, or you at least give it another year. So I, I think, it, once again, I think it was a good decision, bad timing. Now, on the other hand, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson, I think, is probably a pretty decent coach. Yes, he hasn't been a head coach, first time being an OC, you know, blah, 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 the list goes on and on. However, he's a better coach than Cable is. And why don't you use one point, or actually two points, Look at points produced and total offensive output from last year to this year. He doubled it first year. That's pretty impressive. No matter you know, no matter what you think of the guy, and you know, I, I, I personally I like his attitude. I think you need that fiery attitude. I think it's a it's a plus. The team will emulate that. You know, as always, you know, we can always be physical and all that good stuff. That's that's, that's good. But to have that attitude, I think adds another game to your to your win column. So I think he is would by far be a better head coach than than Cablewood. And then if you want to compare the two, you let's say let's look at interviews already have that have happened so far and whose names are being mentioned. Hugh has already interviewed for a head coaching job in Kansas City and not in Kansas City, but in uh, with the forty ers Okay. Cable, none. You know, that's 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 my point on that one. So 
I think uh, Al just needs to go ahead and, and, and pull the trigger on this thing and, and get Hugh. Or if he can get somebody even better, that's good too. But I think presently in our present configuration, I think Hugh is the guy or should be the guy anyway. Now on Osmawar, I think uh, good move. Bad timing, <laughs> you know. Uh, but anyway, he, he should not be paid $17 million, man. I like Osmo. I think he brings a lot to the table. He hasn't done much on the field in, as far as interceptions and takeaways and stuff like that. But uh, I think, you know, you can't put a dollar value on what he brings to the locker room. However, I truly believe he is gone, man. I think he's a done deal. And when I listen to the uh, serious NFL uh, interview with, with uh, Campbell, he seemed already resigned. He he was already convinced that Nomni was gone. One of his statements was, "You know, we got to get a player in there to replace Nomni." So that tells me that Nomni is gone, and there's probably zero chance, zero chance of the Raiders getting him back. So and he and he's probably due, man. I know he's tired of losing. However, we're on the rise, so you know you would you would want him to stay, but we can't. He can't stay at seventeen million dollars. There's no way. There's no way. That's quarterback money. You know that's that's Peyton Manning, Tom Brady money, and and if you if you compare the two, those two guys put a whole lot more on the scoreboard than Nomni does, and he's not bringing those kind of points to the defense. You know, so take that 17 mil and get three three high end defensive players to put in that secondary, and I think we'll we'll be even better. We'll be even better than we were last year defensively. So I think that's the move. That's my two cents. Ready, Greg, Ready, Randy, you guys are doing a fantastic job. The Raiders are playing Miami this year. You guys got to come on down, man, for the weather on the east side. See if you can work it out, man. It would be a great time because I'm definitely going to go. I'm going to try to catch another one at some point in time. I don't know which one yet, but I got to got to see what the schedule looks like and how it lays out. But, uh, man, once again, another fantastic year on the podcast. You guys always tear it up. Keep doing what you do, man. Happy New Year to everybody. It's the double X rated, and I'm out. Well, I just don't think the cable situation should have happened. I definitely didn't like the press conference and the ugliness that followed. I think that just shows our dysfunction. It raises its ugly head once again. I think our management structure's all fucked up. And um, as far as the coach goes, he got hired by uh, the Seattle Seahawks that went to the playoffs, and he's assistant head coach. So uh, Cable did do pretty well, and I'm sure he's probably making at least the same amount of money with half the responsibility. So uh, Hugh Jackson, Al Saunders, that's the duo we got to be stuck with and see what happens with those guys. Uh, Namdi, hey, man, (laughs) Al picked 10 years first-round defensive backs. Are we going to have to do that again to find a player to replace Namdi? Let's just freaking hope not, because that'll be a nightmare on t- upon another nightmare upon another nightmare, uh, like all these guys we went through, like Gibson, Buchanan. I mean, I can name a shitload of them, and I don't want to have to go through that again. So, yeah, pay Nomdi. Pay him. Work it out. I don't give a shit how. Get it done. Has to be done. Uh, we'll see what happens next season. I don't know about Florida, man, but it sure sounds good from here. It's cold. <laughs> Thanks for the call. We have Raider Doha from the Middle East. Check it out. What's up, Raider Nation? 
This is your boy, Raider Doha. Haven't checked in in a minute. Still coming to you from the Middle East, but I've been a little busy. Hey, I want to chime in a little bit on this Tom Cable firing and Hugh Jackson hiring. First of all, I want to say congratulations to Hugh Jackson. I think that was a good choice. Uh, I think what Hugh Jackson brings to the table is sort of like what the Raider Nations love about Gretkowski, the fact that he has all that energy and that can't-say-die attitude. You know, he might not be the best quarterback, but the, the emotion that he brings to the game, uh, the uh, Raiders really respond to that. And I think that's the same thing that's going to happen with the Hugh Jackson thing. Uh, you know, as well as I do, the Raiders that we have on the team right now, when we play with a lot of emotion, uh, we are pretty much unstoppable. We're a very good football team, but we lack consistency. We, ha we have to be emotionally high to kick somebody's ass. All right. Second thing, I think Tom Cable sealed his own faith when he couldn't decide what he was going to do with Jason Campbell. You know, you cannot get, bring a new quarterback in, starting, sitting after a half, starting, not starting. That shit doesn't fly, man. That shit doesn't fly. <clears throat> I think he sealed his own fate. I love Campbell to death. Don't get me wrong. I was one of the few Raider Nations that really wanted him to stick around uh, in the beginning. But uh, <clears throat> I think he sealed his fate with Al. All right? Hey, peace out. Love you. Go Raiders. Uh, for sure, for sure, playoffs next year. Love you. Bye. Well, you know, it is what it is. We have a lot of road to climb. It's not a windy road downhill, that's for sure. Uh, so we got a windy road uphill. Let's just see how uh, the Raider wagon, uh, the Raider 4x4 handles it. Let's hope we can get up that road and uh, keep looking forward and keep looking up because uh, uh, it's a good thing. Al Sanders was a good hire, like I said. Let's check it out. Next, my very good brother, Juan Jorge. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, Raider Greg? This is Juan Jorge calling in and wanted to chime in about our new head coach, Hugh Jackson. Well, we all knew it was going to be Hugh, and now it is. Um, you know, I'm tired of living in the past. So what happened this past season, what happened the year before that under Tom Cable does not matter now. We now have to believe and rally around our new guy, and that's Hugh Jackson. As much as we all love Tom Cable, and yeah, he wasn't perfect, he had his flaws, but as much as we all loved him, he's gone. He ain't coming back. So we got to rally around our new guy, Hugh Jackson, and hopefully it's for the best. Tom Cable did get fired for not getting us to the playoffs and uh, additional reasons, but Hugh Jackson is supposed to take us there. Or or we shall see. Um, I I'm I'm already pumped for the season because I know Old Davis. He's an old senile motherfucker, but he knows what he's still doing. I hate to say it, but maybe it was best for Tom to have gone. That remains to be seen. I love Tom Cable. I love what he brought to this team, but maybe it was needed. We shall see. We shall see. But I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. That's all I can say about that. 
Hugh Jackson being our guy. I mean, we saw him at training camp. He's fiery. He's loud. He makes his presence known. I love the guy. I love the guy. I love Hugh Jackson. So it's not like we're bringing in some some college chump like Lane Kiffin or bringing back some guy who brought the playbooks and uh, and took it off the shelf from the 80s in our shell. I mean, we could have done 10 times worse, but we didn't. We, t- we stuck it out with Hugh Jackson, and we'll see, man. We'll see. He did lead us to scoring double points than we did last year. Um, double the touchdowns, breakout year for McFadden. Um, I mean, you name it, Jacoby Ford. I, this team has a talent to get where it wants to get, and that's the playoffs and possibly Super Bowl. So I, I'm I'm loving the Hugh Jackson hire. Like I said, cable's gone. Leave it in the past. It's now in the past. Leave it there. we got to move on. Hugh's our guy. It's time to rally around him and hope for the best. And I, I think I – think We'll we'll make playoffs and um, it'll be interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see what free agents we'll keep and and, and who we won and, and all that good stuff. But as for now, this is Juan Jorge and I'm out. Well, yeah, it's time to turn the page and uh, it's time to be positive. Like I said, there's a lot of reason to be negative, but you know what, man? There's a lot of things that haven't come to be yet. Free agency, the draft. You know, uh, who's our defensive coordinator? Al Saunders, I think, was a really smart move. So I really feel like we're going in the right direction. Uh, Playoffs? I don't know, man. Usually after a big shakeup like this, the team takes a hit. I mean, that's that's a recorded history, but you never know. Raiders have done a lot of firsts, and this could be a first from changing coaches to the Super Bowl. Who knows? So uh, I'm looking positive, too. I think so. Great call, my brother. Next, we have a great take by my good brother, Hell Raider. Check it out, man, because it is exactly what I think about that fucking press conference. Check it. Yeah, this is Hell Raider calling in. Just got done watching the press conference, and it is unbelievable. The just surreal type of circus that that little deal is I got a DVR and I wish I could somehow upload it to the I don't know how to do that kind of crap but uh, I'll tell you what the funniest thing that you guys need to know about if you aren't watching it live and unless you can find a lot the, the true feed you won't get to see it but when everybody's finally done and everybody goes to stand up he Davis says wait wait because he's going to have everybody stay and answer some questions and he turns to his left and there's a black gentleman standing there I guess who was moderating between the the uh reporters and he says in his best voice you fucked that up hilarious absolutely hilarious then he turns the press conference into a a time of excitement about about introducing our new coach and it just goes to doom and gloom without the projector uh he's reading stuff somebody posted something earlier his fingers looks like he it's just weird he's got a bandage on his forehead he's got like that old people looking like Marks on his head. You know what I'm talking about. He looks like his bandage is full of blood. I don't know. His fingers are jacked up. He's wearing that. He's probably wearing that same ridiculous jumpsuit. You know, and 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 every he wants to get defensive about stuff. Well, you know what? When you when you don't talk to the media except once every two years, 
they got a lot of questions to ask. And then he gets defensive about stuff. At one point, Gutierrez asks him about free agents, and he says, I think you have 20 or 30. And he says, you're wrong. Well, by my count, there's at least 12 or 13, 14 or 15 free agents. I don't think he's wrong on that. It's just, it's just bizarre. And, uh, you know, any non-Raider fan who watches that press conference – I mean, we're such an easy target. We got a big target on our back, which, you know, I I don't mind that. I welcome controversy being a Raider fan. But um, it's unbelievable. And Raider Greg, they asked him about the general manager spot, and he said, do you want me to hire somebody with a work stoppage? Well, then they ask him some other stuff, and he says, no, I think we've done okay. Then he goes into scouting and stuff, and then he says, no, I think we've done okay. I'm like, you figure? You went – um, eight and eight this year after going five and eleven and four and twelve for the past seven years, and you think you've done okay? That's in the press conference and watch it. He says, "No, we done okay. We ain't getting a general manager, Raider Greg, dude. I'm sorry, and I'd like one have like to have one just as much as you are. We ain't getting one. That's surreal. It's unbelievable. And I would have at least let Jackson go after that when I got into all that other bull crap because it's 25 or 30 minutes and nothing but just just stepping through wet concrete." Uh, you know, you're not going anywhere, and then he's asking questions, and he's getting defensive, and it's uh, it's unbelievable. And uh, it's it's easy to know, to easy to see, because I'm telling you what, if I saw another football team and their owner came out and ran a press conference like that, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I would be like, dude, y'all are a joke. So, anyway, it's uh, brilliant TV, and um, if you haven't seen it, man, you need to try to find it, and you need to find the full version, because it's like two hours long. So uh, the biggest thing to me is whether we keep the free agents. Because if we don't keep the free agents, the, the big ones, the Bushes, the Millers, the Asamoah, the Seymour, Tyvon Branch, Cameron Wembley, Marcel Reese, then we're, we're, as he'd say, you really fucked that up. I'm out. I am with you 110%, my man, because that was some horse shit. A dog and pony show. You know, a classless... I mean, come on, man. On national TV, I mean, who advises uh, Al Davis? The guy that he turned to and said he fucked that up was none other than Mike Taylor, the other snake in the office besides John Herrera. Now, I want you to notice, Raider Nation, every time the coach is at a press conference, look for John Herrera. He's the rat in the back. He's the rat in the background. He's always standing, hovering, listening to the questions and listening to the answers. He's ready to tell Al Davis any deviation in the plan. It's a fucked up organization, man. I'll be the first one to say it. It's a fucking joke. And we look like a joke and it's a shame. I mean, I'm still going to be Raider Nation forever. But man, this kind of theatrics is some drama bullshit. And I'm really fucking sick and tired of it. And Al Davis, as much as in one part of his brain wants to win, the part of the brain that's controlling what's happened on that team doesn't seem like it's working too well. That's in my opinion. And if we lose these free agents, well, that right there will be a whole lot of bullshit for sure. Next again is Raider Jaime. He sounds a little bit better. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Jaime calling out of uh, Bakersfield. I'm just calling in and putting my two cents in on on uh, what just happened um, today, 
You know, it's a I'm I'm pretty uh, excited about uh, getting Hugh Jackson. I mean, that was the only way to go as far as uh, continuity in the team because everybody likes you know Hugh Jackson. So it's it's good. It's gonna boil down to um, I guess who uh, they get for the offensive coordinator because I'm sh- I don't think he's gonna be able to handle dealing with Davis, the team, Campbell, and uh, you know the other you know issues that he's gonna deal with as a head coach. So I guess it's gonna come down to who's gonna be the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator. So um, I mean it's it's a, it's a I guess it's a good. Um, a good choice for uh, the nation. I'm uh, I'm happy about it. It's all about going forward, and um, it's going to come down to Jason Campbell and uh, get the team to rally behind uh, Hugh Jackson. So, good move, you know. I'm uh, really happy about it. I mean, com- compared to the last couple of weeks, man, I was like, I know I will react, but hey, you know what? I love this fucking team, man. It's been been in my blood forever it's in my family you know i really care about this shit i mean we wouldn't be on this fucking show if we didn't care you know and thanks to you raider greg you know this you know for making it happen you and randy putting all them fucking hours in and dealing with the fucking bonehead calls you guys get but anyways man um i appreciate you guys and i love my nation man i'm out yeah, I think it's a good hire, too, and I think Al Saunders brings a little more to the table. It seems to be a little bit more positive. We'll see about free agents because that's the next big hurdle. Next, we have Raider Mike. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Gainesville, Florida. Uh, give me a call. Um, of course, the news is broken that... Uh, Hugh Jackson, of course, yesterday um, was named officially head coach. I was watching him. Uh, I listened to the press conference a little bit on NFL radio. They didn't play at all uh, uh, when I was working earlier today. And then I looked at it online, and uh, uh, I guess there were some interesting things that Mr. Davis pointed out why Cable was fired. That's I guess that was the thing that I was curious about. And it appears that the uh, I guess uh, Davis was unhappy about those lawsuits that Cable had with the Randy Hanson incident and his uh, ex-wife and girlfriend uh, you know, spousal abuse uh, incidents. Um, so he was saying that put tremendous strain on the organization, and that was one of the reasons he let him, you know, he was, uh, well, I guess that was one of the reasons that could have led out the door to him and that, uh, you know, uh, Cable, I guess, broke a rule and brought his girlfriend on a team trip, uh, which, you know, Davis didn't like that. Um, So if that's true, I guess that um, I'm not sure how it is. Uh, I guess, you know, I guess she stayed in the room with him. That was the thing that that, uh, Davis was upset about. Also, Davis was upset at the defense, which is the thing that myself and you also agree on that – I am just so glad that John Marshall was gone. I mean, I could, of course, deal with Cable being there, but John Marshall had to go. I was just sick of his inconsistent defensive play calling and a debacle in Jacksonville that I witnessed that, you know, basically that was the end of our season pretty much. And then, of course, Miami, you know, giving up, you know, basically that was a winnable game. You should have won that. 
Um, you know, of course, Arizona, there was a lot of bad play, uh, big plays given up there. And then, of course, to uh, um, uh, some other teams there, too. So, anyway, um, uh, you know, Houston, Texas, I should say. We should have won that game. Our defense couldn't stop anybody. But uh, it was interesting. It's always interesting to see Mr. Davis speak. Um, he looks terrible, but uh, the man, I guess, still in a way has his mind for 81-year-old. He remembers a lot, and he recalls a lot. So um, at least he admitted that he's made some mistakes, and, I mean, uh, hopefully we can get it corrected. But I guess, you know, we've got a Royal Raiders, so we've got to roll with Hugh Jackson. Hopefully he puts a good staff together and, uh, you know, keeps this thing rolling. So, uh you know, I'm just interested to see who he hires as a defense coordinator. I heard Mike Waffle, D-line coach, is a candidate. Um, I would I would be okay with that, and, you know, as long as he can change some of the schemes that we're running, you know. Um, also heard Chuck, uh, Chuck Pagno, um, the defensive back coach for Baltimore, could be so. And Winston Moss. So anybody else is better than Marshall. I, like I said, I just had issues with his play calling on defense. It was just inconsistent. But uh, anyway, um, that's about it. So uh, I guess uh, we'll wait and see what happens with Mr. Jackson and free uh, agency here because, you know, um, saying that Namdi is uh, possibly, you know, um, I saw him on ESPN. That's one of the last take. I know this is a long message. But, uh, you know, they asked him, you know, how does it feel not to be a Raider. And it kinda, he kind of like shook at this motion like he shook in his chair like he couldn't believe it. Um, I don't know. I just have an outside gut feeling that Nandi will come back. Um, seems like he wants to be a Raider. Uh, he didn't like the way that reporter said how to feel not to be a Raider. He said he loves the Raiders, so um, he said the Raiders have the first choice, I guess, or have you know a help step on everybody else to to get them. But I guess they have to get that the numbers in. So anyway, Raider Nation for life. Peace. Well, they did get rid of Marshall in an ever so quiet way. You didn't see any. You know, any <laughs> overhead projectors about Marshall and his horse shit, did you? Nope. Him and Al were kind of friends, so that's what happens when you're friends like Shell. They let you leave out of the back door quietly. Uh, not like Cable. He got blown out the door like out of a cannon. So, uh, well, we, we, we'll, we'll see what we see. I don't know who. I'm sure that the defensive coordinator is not going to be some star from the outside. It will be uh, Mike Waffle because he's on the inside and he'll be cheap. Need I say more? Next, we have Country Raider with a very interesting perspective. Hey, Raider Craig. This is the Country Raider here. Um, I just got done uh, seeing Al Davis's press conference, and I just could not believe the state of his mental mind, um, I think he really needs to go see the doctor for Alzheimer's because he's completely fucking lost it. Um, he was just saying one thing, one minute, saying things over and over again, exact same thing, the exact same way, he's lost. So uh, I hate to say it, the choice of Hugh Jackson ain't that great either. Um, he's a little too inexperienced for my liking, but uh, we'll see what we can do. Go Raiders. Well, you know what? I think the same thing myself when I look at it. So it takes me two or three times to listen to it. And like I said in this show, you know, when he's asked a question, he always refers to the past. 
and it's not about the players of today, and it's always about a situation that happened years ago. Uh, it doesn't help me to have confidence in uh, his mental capacity at this point. And that's all I'll say on that on that point. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Next, we have Raider Jeff from Orlando, Florida, man. Good old friend, very wise, the Oracle of Orlando. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jeff from Orlando, Florida, Raider Nation. Uh, well, Al got up there and said his piece in reference to Tom Cable, so I guess now we know why Tom lost his job, uh, why his contract didn't get renewed. Um, I was thinking about it beforehand, and what popped in my head was Tom's words from a little bit over a year ago when he said uh, to answer the question, if you didn't have that quarterback, would this be a playoff team? And he said, you know it. And, you know, Al got rid of Jamarcus, got a different quarterback, and they basically had the same players and upgraded through the draft and through free agency, and we didn't end up being a playoff team. So I think his, I think his own words got him done in, and uh, the lack of performance to the level of being a playoff team uh, – <laughs> But Al had to air out that dirty laundry, too, didn't he? So <laughs> sometimes the uh, the introduction of new head coaches can, can tend to be very theatrical. Uh, but the media makes a bigger deal of it than it, than it actually really is because I, I don't think it was that bad. But Al's got some fingers on him. <laughs> fingers on him. I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, Hugh Jackson, I, I think that's definitely a good hire. I remember when he spoke last year during the summer, and uh, first time hearing him, you could see how uh, motivated and in inspiring he sounded as a communicator. And we did see a dramatic improvement in the uh, offensive scoring this year. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, we're going to build a bully, like he said, and start bullying the AFC West like we've done and start bullying the rest of this league so that the Raiders get back to their rightful place. One other thing I want you to take note of, at least three or four times Al referenced the Raider Nation. So he knows we're out here. And uh, I just, I'm looking forward to the next season, but a lot of reference was made to what's going to happen in the CBA, so uh, that, that's, that's another issue at, at hand. I, I hope I get on the show this time, but if not, uh, you guys keep doing the great job that you're doing, and, and go Raiders. Well, you know, let's, as far as Cable goes, let's just look at that, man. When he did have Jamarcus, and he did have a losing season, and he had an injured running back. And this season, he didn't have an injured running back. He had quarterback issues. Uh, he had a bad defensive coach, which was picked by Al Davis. Um, and he had some issues going on with Al as well. 
Uh, I'm not saying cable was great. I'm just saying, like I said, if you bake a cake and it starts to look good, and you might make second prize in the baking contest, but next year you want to don't want to change that too much. You want to get first prize. You got to keep those ingredients together. Uh, but hey, man, it's water under the bridge at this point. Nothing we can do about it. We got Al Saunders, uh, offensive coordinator. I think that's a good thing. Um, we shall see who's the defensive coordinator, but. Uh, I just have a feeling we're just going to end up with some guy that they're going to promote from within, a line coach or some other underling. Uh, and I just I just don't get that. Uh, I think it's a very important position. But Al don't pay nobody, and nobody wants to come here. So we get what we get, and let's hope it's a good one. Last but not least, Raider Tony from San Francisco. Don't you call it Frisco. What the fuck? Man. Man, Raider Greg. I'll tell you what. This offseason has gotten off to one hell of a start. It's me, Raider Tony, over in, don't call it Frisco, San Francisco. And, man. I I'm still in shock the cable was fired but and I mean I think we were all expecting Jackson to get promoted and well of course it happened Jackson's our new head coach and I already expressed what I what I think about Jackson but man the shit that Al da- Mr. Davis Al Davis said in his press conference I mean I don't buy half the horse shit he said I mean, with all due respect to Mr. Davis, and I do have a a still tremendous amount of respect for Mr. Davis, he is the Raiders organization, and whether we like it or not, will continue to be until he either chooses to step down or something happens to him, you know, and so that's just the reality we have to deal with. That said, man, you know, I don't buy it. If he was that unhappy with Cable last year, you know, to me, why didn't he get rid of him? You know, I mean, I, I I wonder how much of what he said about Cable is actually true. Again, I know that Cable is uh, not exactly a good Samaritan or anything like that, but it just seemed like Mr. Davis kind of threw him under the bus in his press conference and just took it as an opportunity to bash the guy. And, I mean, I don't know. I think the real reason why we didn't can Cable after the, uh, last season or um, – yeah, the end of last season, was because we were just grooming Hugh Jackson from the get-go. I think Davis wanted to promote Jackson from the get-go, had him in his mind as our future head coach, and, you know, that was the whole reason why we had Cable this year, you know. I mean, that, that's what that was about. And it just it bothers me, the horse shit spewed out there. You know, the bullshit bothers me because, you know, I just – want Mr. Davis to keep it real with us, you know, be honest with the Raider Nation, but of course that never happens, and, you know, probably doesn't happen with a lot of organizations, whatever. Anyway, whatever, uh, Hugh Jackson's our head coach, and we'll just have to deal with it. I really hope that he does a good job, because I'm expecting us to make the playoffs next year. We almost did it this year, and, uh, you know, I'm just, haven't been this excited about next season in a while, you know, 
So it's really nice to get that feeling back. I'm very optimistic. And I hope that Al Saunders and Hugh Jackson and whoever our new defensive coordinator is going to be, because that still hasn't been announced yet, uh, can get that shit together and get us into the playoffs where we belong, because that's where the Raiders belong. It's been too long. And you can only keep a great organization down for so long. And the greatness of the Raiders will transcend all this bullshit. Just watch. Anyway, hope all is well with you, Raider Greg. Thanks for the awesome podcast. Keep us updated. Looking forward to hearing you. Talk to you later. Out. Well, the drama never seems to stop in Oakland. And about Hugh Jackson, absolutely. Al Davis already chose him as a head coach before this whole season. When he hired Hugh Jackson, he interviewed him as a head coach. I have never seen an offensive coordinator on the front lines as much as Hugh Jackson was this year, and you all know exactly what I'm saying. He had more press conferences than Cable almost, and they were all about Hugh Jackson, all about what he expects, all about talking like he was actually the head coach. No surprise he's the head coach. And, well, Al Saunders should help, let's hope, and let's hope that we get a quality defensive coordinator, someone with their credentials that would surprise the Raider Nation, someone that would be blown away, that would be so good that we'd get, that we would have pride in and know and have confidence he'd take this young defense and make them great. That's all I got to say about your comments and your phone calls. And, um, well, we have a long road ahead of us, Raider Nation. It's just the beginning. We got a whole new ball game. So we'll see what happens next. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>